Hello and welcome to Insidious Terms at the behest of the Ramjack Signatories. Oh, hello everybody. It's me, Alex, and joining us today for the podcast is our good friend Brad. Hello, citizens. Hello. We got another casual episode for you today. Casual. We've been watching stuff. We've got other random things to talk about and report. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the definition of a casual episode. Indeed. Though, heads up, we, we thought they were gone, but Chris has let me know that there is a, there there is still some TNT out there on YouTube. It didn't get all pulled down, so nice. we may be able to go back to TNT at some point in the future. And honestly, I, I just feel like we've been we've been we've we've been lost at sea um, since TNT unceremoniously got pulled off YouTube. So, and did they ever explain why? I, I mean, it's people you know companies just like pull down shit. Let's like I like why are you exercising the copyright of TNT? Are you are you putting it out on Blu-ray? No. Are you? Is it? Where is it? If you can give me an option to get it somewhere, I will get it. But you have not given me one, so. The, the source that we had for many of the episodes seemed legit, like they had gotten the rights to a lot of old television shows. No, absolutely not. It, it I thought no it way was, seemed legit. It was uh, just a person uploading shit to YouTube. I thought when you expanded it, it talked about how they had been given the, they had got the rights. But like there, there was proppy, uh, proper copyright in what I remember reading. It was like, okay, it's uh, cool no. that they're letting them add this. Because no. there were a few television in, shows. Yeah, there was, mean, there was just a person that uploads old TV shows to YouTube. Like that's, no, they in no way had any rights to it. Interesting. All right. Well, then, yeah, TNT needs to be it needs to be out there. Yeah. On one of the streaming services. Also, you you need to if you're not if listen if you're gonna not have it on YouTube, uh, you gotta make it ab- available to own physical so I can rip it and put it on a server because like <laughs> I like we can't stream if it's streaming only it's no good for a podcast because I gotta be able to like fast forward on VLC like I can't can't do something that's just streaming that's not gonna work. Like no. if, if if you will put it out on a DVD and that's the only way I can get it, I will buy it. Sure, but uh, I don't think you're gonna do that because you're not gonna sell them. So just let me have the fucking show. Mm. You can you can buy each season on Amazon Prime for about twenty five dollars a piece. Are you uh, DVDs or is it just or is it just a streaming? It's just the stream. Yeah, no, I don't want that. Fuck that. That's useless. If I can't actually have the files. No, thank you. Because I can't. You can't do that. It's useless. You can't like be screaming. Like you can't scroll through Netflix while you record a podcast. Doesn't work. No. Like anything like that does not work. I need an actual file. Oh man, it's so. Just going through the scroll of all the episodes, twenty-one episodes in season three. Some of these stills hinting at what's in the episode. Oh man. Spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, yeah. but, um, but there's some out there, so we'll hopefully get to watch some more TNT in the future. There's a mm-hmm. one-sentence synopsis of an episode. I don't think it spoils anything, but it makes mm-hmm. me want to buy just this episode and watch it. Don't do can it. I tell you, can, you, can I tell you what it is? Are you Sure. Episode 19, at least according to Amazon, who knows what the real order is. Mm-hmm. Season 3 is called Turner's Tale. The one-sentence description, Turner and Decker find a boy camped out under the ring. And it took me a second to understand, like, under the ring? What are they? Is that some landmark? And then I realized, you mean in the boxing ring? Wrestling? Boxing? Whatever it is? Boxing ring, yeah. Weird. They just hear a noise, and then suddenly they look under there, and there's just a kid camped out. I imagine it's one of those. There's a hider? Yeah, there's a hider in Decker's gym. And it's a little kid. Weird. The kid looks familiar, and I don't. Mm. 1990. I could have been any kid. Mm. 
Well, now that it's up there, we can at least try to watch a little bit more, whether it's in yeah. order or not. I I just need to I just need to taste a tea, as we all Indeed. do. Indeed. Brad, can I peep you to some new tech? Please, please do. Does is it does it involve a hamper toilet? It does not. Thank you. But this is fresh off of CES, which happened about two weeks ago. Okay. Um, so this TV is totally wireless, um, except for the power cord. It's the only wire say, you well, need. How do you how do you power this thing? Do you have to charge up your TV? What are we talking it's about? It's just look. But isn't that like most TVs? Time out. I misspoke. Um, it's been a while since I read this to uh, to put it on here. This one is completely wireless. There, there was an LG TV that was huge and like stood up on something and it said, oh, it's wireless. It beams everything to your television from the like the box, except for power. And that one had a, a power cord to which everyone, after they said wireless, looked at the power cord and looked at LG and it's like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, except the power cord, you don't, the power cord doesn't count. And of course it counts. Yeah, like I, I, can, have, I can have one of those right now if I just unplugged like the HDMI case cable that yeah. goes to my Roku and my um, soundbar. Ta-da! Wireless TV! So there's a company called Displace who offers a truly wireless television. And they do this because it's powered by batteries that you can um, hot like hot switch out. So you can have two different compartments. And if it's getting low, you take one off of one side and put some new ones in and vice versa. You just replace Replace them in like a cycle. How about you just plug it into the wall? Because it doesn't have a plug-in. What if it did? Wouldn't that be better? Well, that would be like every other TV. Oh no, my TV's it, bad. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, I'm down to 1%, but it's, I'm almost to the end of the movie. No, uh, I'm gonna charge the batteries. Sorry guys, we'll have to finish the movie later. I gotta charge the batteries. Yeah, hot swap it. Like, do, do I have any earlier. extra batteries? No, I've got two sets that are, they're both dead. Sorry. Pause it. Put the Let's brightness light a candle down. and tell stories while we wait for the batteries to charge. <laughs> well, we could talk. Um, exactly. Yeah, it, mad runs to like a Walgreens or CVS or any store to get batteries. Pause brightness <sighs> all the way down just so that you don't. It doesn't turn off. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I know. I know. Like it's got like the lithium ion batteries, and they last a really long time if you remember to charge them. But I forgot to charge them. But I did get this. This. Uh, this. Uh, um. It's. It's called the 1990s pack, and basically it just hooks in huh. 43 AA batteries, and you just like, <laughs> and it just, and that just sticks to it. Like, and it will it run for about 30 20 minutes. minutes. <laughs> it's rough. It's roughly the equivalent of a Game Gear. <laughs> Essentially, yes. So they say. And this does not sound at all true. Let me get to the part where it talks about. So they say that if you watch six hours of television every day, um, you could, it, the batteries will last about 30 days. If you watch it nonstop, it's 7.5 days of nonstop viewing. Everyone's skeptical about this. There's no fucking way this thing can... Just plug it in the wall. Like, I don't It doesn't have a physical power cord. Like, there is no power input. But why do you want a TV that you... Like, I... Who's having a problem with, oh, no, I don't want to plug in a TV. Gross. What's the problem? We have homes that are, like, filled with electrical outlets. True. I guess some people will find cords unsightly. Like, I have one of my TVs mounted over my fireplace, and I, I have one of those frame TVs, so the cord that goes from it, there's only one that puts everything into it, both power and all the um, the hub puts stuff to it. And it's teeny tiny. Like, it's super tiny, and that's fine. I mean, you can but run if I it ran too many wall, cables... It, you can, you can, I, you can well, hide it, you can mask it, you can run it through a pipe. Like, there's a million <gasps> things you can do to hide an unsightly cable that doesn't involve having a dumb TV with fucking battery packs. 
This is an unnecessary invention. It's three thousand dollars. That was 4K, 55 inches. My TV is bigger and also 4K, and you don't need batteries. But does your TV have vacuum suction mounting technology? Um. That's why they're ready to displace every other TV in the industry, Brad. Wait. What you do. Okay. You you put it up against the wall. It can't be brick. It has to be like a normal flat wall. It detects that you've- And it gives you a blowjob? What? (laughs) No. You put it up against the wall. It detects through some some mechanism that, okay, you want to mount this against the wall. Um, And then it goes, like it it revs up its vacuums and it suctions itself to the wall. And if it ever starts to lose suction, it just goes, it's like a a little, just trying to get itself reconnected. What if it starts to lose suction and the battery dies? Ah, Brad, what are you talking about? That's why they have the hot swap (laughs) fix. Also, somebody's definitely going to try to fuck (laughs) that TV. Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's got got vacuum blowjob technology. What? No. Well, I mean, it has to detect you're going to mount it. <laughs> I'm saving the world. But yeah, that was the first question everyone asked them besides like the normal stuff. What happens when the batteries run out? And they're like, look, it, it should stay up there for a long time if the batteries run out. Oh, uh, but there fuck. is like a there is a motion to where it sees if it's giving losing even a little bit of suction, then it'll power up again just really quick to suck itself back to the wall. And if it doesn't have any battery power, then yeah, you got to be after a while, you could be in trouble and it could fall off the wall. I, I also don't trust like every surface is TV suctionable. So they had a piece of glass at CES and they would just be like, check it out. And they, they were constantly putting this thing up, watching suck, walking away, taking it off, mm-hmm. putting it back up. So, and they're like, not every surface is gonna do, You're, you'll have to test it to make sure, but most flat surfaces, if it's painted, would be fine because of the way that they, um, I guess the way the suction, they're large, like, uh, ob- it looks like it could work. Can't do it on brick because it's too uneven. Or concrete. Well, it depends on if you paint concrete, I guess, or how much of a lap there is in between the... It depends on a lot. But that's the price you pay for what no wires, man. Your TV might I... fall off the wall. Yeah, this sounds terrible. I mean, their no, heart's in the you. right... Hard they're, they're... pass. It ain't a hard pass. It doesn't look light. That's just like a camera that can pop up at the top and pop down so it can watch you as you're using its suction technology, I guess. Whoa, I don't know. Whoa. I have no idea what's I, going like, on. I, listen, whatever you're into, uh, sure, no judgment. But also, judging. Judging. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're they're only making a hundred of them right now. Oh, cool. They're making a hundred and then they're going to ship them out and be like, all right, let's see how this works. How is everyone, what, what does everyone think? How are they, ha- how are they holding up? And then they're hoping to mass produce like the second version yeah, that hopefully has well, better they're battery. Gonna to, they're going to have to make sure they have enough to replace the ones that just fall off a wall. Guarantee you the next one is going to have a, a cable go into it. I, like, Because it's neat technology. I mean, if it had constant power go into it and there was no... I mean, any TV like, can fall off a wall even a if it's world. mounted. But. We don't live in a we don't live in a cordless world. It does not. We are not there. We have so many things that have to be plugged in. We mm-hmm. are accustomed to having things plugged in. A te- a large television is something that is stationary. There is no reason for it to be wireless. People want it wireless. I mean, I don't no, disagree don't. with you. No, they don't. No, they don't. I mean, I didn't. I was I against wireless. Wire. Can I get a wireless refrigerator, please? It's coming. Just gotta replace the batteries every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I that's mean, once the- they once they're able to really do like pass through power at a at a like at a better wattage and stuff. I could see how it could catch on, but then the, then you'd have those things just baked in your wall every few feet. 
and you would have to like line it up much like you do like with a magsafe device or any other magnet charging thing mm -hmm. but we've had like wireless power broadcasting for a long time like we just never have been able to really productionalize it safely until recently I mean, they're making strides in it we'll eventually get there but not now this is way too premature i mean once everything is not being plugged in once we're in some world where yeah we have charging built into all of our walls and all of our devices aren't are just yeah it's just a given yeah we don't plug in any of our devices it's fine then we can worry about that for a tv but TV is so far down the list no, yeah. of things that I can imagine needing to be wireless. Weird. It's bizarre. $3,000. They're only making 100 of them. Oh. Cool. Enjoy those 100 losers. <laughs> Brad, speaking of, of like television, have you been watching anything? Have you have you seen anything either at home or in the theater as of late? Well, I, I realized as I was putting out the last episode, I did not mention a film I saw. Hmm. I did not mention Megan. Ooh. Feel good movie of the year. Feel good nice. movie of the year. It is a delight. Everyone needs to see Megan. It's so much fun. Like, it is a wildly fun horror movie. I mean, barely even a horror movie, really. It's 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 like a comedy that it's tense at some points. So hmm. it's very good. It's very good. That's awesome. Highly recommend it. Because I've also heard in some reviews that it's more comedic than you would think. Let those soft kids watch it. You That's think they like the it? the soft kids can watch. Yeah. I heard that before they edited it, edited it to make it PG-13, that it was it was much more graphic. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be a so maybe they'll, they'll yeah, be a an unrated version, harder cut for us not hard for us not soft kids. <laughs> but it's speaking very fun. of speaking of soft children, so I guess um, Joey, my son, has has gotten a, a kick of wanting to watch movies. So we watched a few together because he's like, I want to laugh. Like, let, let's watch some, what, what comedies could be fun to watch? And Joey has gotten to where he is very skeptical about religion. I mean, he, he, nice. he does live with me and my wife, but we try very hard not to influence his beliefs in a way. Like, just, you know, give him the tools he needs to logically think through stuff. Let him come to his own conclusions. And he's coming to him. So we watched the the movie Saved, which is a is a pretty fun uh, comedy. I want to say it was from either the late '90s or early 2000s. Um, about kids going to a really religious school and them kind of like having to question their faith. It's a fun little romp. Uh, I wish it would go harder on the questioning of faith, mm -hmm. but it it doesn't. But you know, it was fun. It, it had funny moments, and he enjoyed it. The next night we watched Zoolander, which was kind of weird. But he loved it. Um, nice. And Zoolander's a fun time. Again, the um, the jitterbug scene with the orange mocha frappuccino still holds up. It's absolutely hilarious. But then the other night, he wasn't feeling too well, so he was in bed. And he's like, I just want to watch something funny to get my spirits up. And I'm like, all right. And we're going through stuff. And suddenly he says, well, what's Monty Python? Oh and I'm like, well, Joey, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is, a, is what we call a cult movie. It's uh, what people thought was funny that are slightly older than us. <laughs> and they still say it's funny. And I still don't know why. And I, okay, I had never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail before. I've only seen oh. like parts of it. And I, I know uh -huh. like the, the drawing and animation style from some of the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really sure what to expect other than what you just said, Brad. Because mm -hmm. other things I've seen of Monty Python, similar vibe of, is this funny? Yeah. And I have to say, 
Joey absolutely loved it. And Whoa. he thought a lot of the things I guess other people have thought were funny were funny. The maybe Knights you of need Me- to see it at that age. Maybe you do. And he, he enjoyed it a lot. Um, I would say that the... The ending, to me, was the funniest part. And not to spoil Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but they get to the climax. And King Arthur and his knights are are, are running to attack, uh, I guess, a French castle that has the Holy Grail in it. And these detectives and the police, modern day police, just show up in the middle of the, of like, the, the charge. And they just arrest all the knights. And I guess just the absurdity of that and the strangeness of that. And then, then it just cuts to black. It's just like, all right, done. And, the, and I guess just that hard cut to black. I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. That's that's fun. There's- I will say it is. I think it's the most tolerable Monty Python film. The part at the beginning, what sold Joey was the beginning where they're talking and because um, it doesn't explain them like doing the coconut claps for the horses, mm-hmm. and and the castle guards immediately question King Arthur like. He's, they're like, why the fuck are you having some dude walk behind you clicking coconuts? That's not riding a horse. You haven't ridden anything. Where did you even find a coconut? And that kind of humor of like questioning that and like uh, refusing to continue the narrative of King Arthur and buy into whatever he's saying to be like, no, how do you have a coconut in England? And like, who's what's going on? And like the whole conversation they have about like a, a swallow and like how many it would take to carry a coconut and then the guards talking. Joey loved that. And honestly, that is probably one of the funnier parts of the movie. And it's right at the beginning. There's also some talk at one point about like class, which Joey also really appreciated. Right, right. Which also I was like, okay, this is, this could be better than I thought. But after those two scenes, eh, <laughs> eh, I, I don't, I don't get the Knights of Knee thing. I thought that was very bizarre. Joey also thought that was funny. Anyway, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. What are you going to do? Out of all of those, I thought Zoolander was clearly the, the, I don't know. To me, had the the most. I, um, it aged better than a lot of the other ones. I can see that. Uh, I can see that. But that's what we've been watching. Nice. No killer robots. No killer robots. These soft kids, man. They can't handle anything that's soft. They were kids. asking for comedies. Asking for comedies. Thought provoking. Just want to laugh. I want to see a robot girl rip a kid's ear off. The kid had it coming. I'm assuming. Oh, definitely had it coming. Come on, make it a hero forever and always. It's great. It's great. It's very fun. Can I ask one question about Megan? Please. It's the basic premise. So is mm-hmm. the little girl that they make Megan for? Because I know mm-hmm. that her aunt or is it's her aunt, right? Mm-hmm. Are the little girl's parents still around or is she an orphan? Orphan. Okay, so Straight she's an orphan. orphan. Yeah. Okay. I never knew that. I never understood that part. Or oh, at yeah. least through the, uh, the, the trailer, it was hard she's for me a, to She's get very that. orphaned. She's so or- She's the most orphaned child that's ever been orphaned. Little Megan coming in there her life to rescue her say protector mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. robot protector yeah 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 feel good movie huh i want to know how it movie. ends i'm not gonna watch this until it streams and who knows when that's gonna be it's very good it's very good i mean you know in the end you know it's good everyone should see it everyone should see it okay i hope i'll wait till it streams we have and more I'll megan movies. Watch it. don't know if we'll have more megan movies but i want to have more megan movies a sequel to Megan. I mean, why not? It's a robot. You can just make another one. Boot it back up. I don't know. It's a Megan's machine. Megan's making more Megans. Why not? Megan's making Megans. That's that's <laughs> the sequel. Megan's making Megans. Megan's making Megans. M M M. I mean, you can bring back Chucky a the... million times. Bring back Megan. 
There's a Chucky TV show that apparently got canceled but got picked up by, I guess, the Sci-Fi Channel, which I guess is par for the course for Sci-Fi Channel doing, taking weird properties and being like, you know what, let's take them over now, it's fine. We'll, 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 we'll take it. Got canceled? Or at least it didn't get picked up by the same folks that originally had it, whether that was Paramount or NBC, I don't remember. There was another TV show I read about recently that the Sci-Fi Channel picked up after it wasn't renewed with its normal network. Um, looks like it's always been USA and Sci-Fi. I think they may have switched it from Sci-Fi to USA back to Sci-Fi, but but those are all the same company anyway. It's all Universal, and they've announced they're going to be they're going to be at Horror Nights uh, next year. It's going to be a house, Ooh. which will make sense since they've had that that photo op for the last two years apparently unmoved. Very <laughs> weird. You can just go take your It'll photo there. In, a, in a Chucky in a Chucky doll box. Just laying the groundwork, getting people excited for, for the eventual. Years. And I'm not saying two years of Horror Nights. I'm saying started in Horror Nights the year before last, has stayed in the park throughout. Hmm. Now, you can go right now to Universal and take your photo in that Chucky box. Well, that's weird. And it's going to be there, I guess, until the fall when they have the haunted house. Hmm. I'll have to catch up. I'll have to catch up before then. When you said house, for some reason, my mind completely disconnected from the Chucky conversation, and I thought you meant they were going to have a house-themed Horror Nights house. Only for the briefest of moments. Oh, like the TV show house? Yeah, the Hugh TV Laurie's, show house. Hugh Laurie house. Hugh Laurie's <laughs> oh, haunted house. Maybe it was a talk of all the British oh, things with Monty Python, oh, and this? I'm like, I'm just primed for like, oh, British. Uh, what a, a surly doctor is gonna oh he's gonna come out and, and like uh, uh, say mean things to you. But he's gonna be right in the end. Oh, how annoying would that be? Well, I mean, terrifying. Lupus is just running around. It's not lupus. Take some pills. Har, 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 hum. (laughs) Just pills are raining on you. It's the horror of drug addiction. All right, I guess. Whatever. The horror of an overbearing boss. (laughs) All right. Weird. What a crazy TV show. It's a thing. It's a thing. People, people, people watched it for a long time. Yeah. I never watched it live. Like, I, I saw, like, you know, it would be like, you know, I'd see reruns on occasion. I don't know, in just the way you see TV shows like that. But I can't imagine, like, appointment viewing. Like, I'm going to watch the new episode of House. Like, th- I got to see it as soon as it's on. See what's happening with House. Is he going to solve that medical mystery? Hmm. I, I mean, appointment viewing outside of, oh, it's the day that this TV show streams and I can watch it whenever I want is done. No one cares about appointment viewing anymore. It's hard for me to even remember what that was like. I mean, I, it, now it's, it's such a novelty. Like, I, I try to watch Quantum Leap live just because, I mean, why, why not? not? It's the only but, thing that you have that can tether you back to that time. Yeah. In so, so many ways. Yeah. So it's it's fun just to do on a whim, but uh, yeah, very weird. But to do that for like, uh, just one of those kind of shows or like a CSI, like a, just a procedural, you're gonna like make sure you watch it live. Got to. Very weird. People, I guess people the only, love those shows. I guess all of the, um, the game show like things, like Survivor and like Bachelorette are the, like the only things that still do that for a larger audience. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Unless the olds that. are like really still doing it with cable television, but I don't know. Hmm, weird. Um, Brad? Hmm? Uh, Pew Research did a bit of investigating. Okay. And... Did they crack the case? They cracked some. All right. So the latest data from 2021, uh, which is the last data they have, Mm -hmm. shows the share of the population um, that is considered middle class 
in a few of the larger cities in the United States and the range that it takes to be in the middle class. Um, as of 2021, about 50% of the population in these cities qualified or fell into, quote, middle class, which is a pretty big gamut. How, well, yeah, what are they defining as middle class? Well, it, it shifts depending on where you are at. So, for example, in 2021, in L.A., Los Angeles, Long Beach, California, uh, the low end of middle class was 55000 annually, just like how much money you have. And the high end was 165000 I thought it would be higher for there. I know, right? In Chicago, it was 52000 to 156000 which isn't that far from L.A., which I also thought was interesting. Dallas-Fort Worth, right there. Same 51 k to $152K. It's when we get into Washington, D.C., what? 74k is the low mm. end of middle class, and the high end of middle class is 221k. Wild. The thing is about Washington D.C. Washington D.C. is high highs and low lows. Like, oh yeah. Because the, like, there's a lot of poverty in Washington D.C. And Miami, that's down there in Florida, 43k is the lower middle class, and upper middle class is 128k. Uh, Boston also has a pretty wide range compared to some of the others, 67K up to 202K. The biggest one on here is San Francisco, which makes sense. Yeah. 77K to 232K is middle class. I, I still thought it would be higher in some of these cities. I mean, I know, you know, obviously, you know, once you average things out, there are a lot of people in poverty that put, like, those are also some wildly expensive places. I'm trying to find the lowest... The lowest looks like it's Miami as far as, like, 128K is upper middle class. Interesting. Houston also has... It's from 47K to 142K. And then Phoenix is similar. Detroit is similar. And then Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater, all in Florida. 42K to 156K. Or 126K. There's not a single city in here from Ohio or Kentucky. Is Orlando on the list? Not on the list. Didn't make the list. Didn't write the cut. These are the 20 most populous cities. So apparently Orlando isn't as populous as some of these others. Oh, clearly. Clearly. That's pretty That's pretty crazy, though. It's interesting to see that number. Now, granted, 2021, that's before we had all that crazy stuff happen with inflation. So who knows what it is now? Um, it's true. It says here also, it's like, look, just so you know, well, what is the middle class? And uh, one of the statistics, obviously, is... Um, Generally speaking, it says anyone who isn't living paycheck to paycheck but couldn't necessarily stop working tomorrow and be financially secure for the long term, probably considered middle class. Yeah. That's where they kind of um, I mean, drew that line. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's impossible. These definitions don't really mean anything anymore because also just the way things work now is different. So, like, middle, it should be the middle, is what it should be. The middle. And I think those those numbers kind of reflect is the middle. But whether that necessarily means can afford... I, yeah, those... I don't know about those... Because, like, you're going to tell me that someone in, uh, in Los Angeles can comfortably like not live paycheck to paycheck at what was that what was the, what were the numbers there on Los Angeles 55k 
to 165k. I think people I at 165k mean, would be struggling in like, LA. Are we talking about like a family or like a single individual? So that's where I'm also confused because it doesn't. It just says average annual household income. So I'm H- assuming this is household. mixed. That's, yeah, no, that's household. That's two. So I mean, I I just like I those are in more expensive places. Like this just isn't a like it's not a reasonable thing. Because, like, rent prices in, like, New York, Los Angeles, like, that's crazy shit. Only getting higher. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. But, like, in those places in particular, like, I don't know about that. I don't know about a household making $60,000 that is comfortably able to pay their bills not paycheck to paycheck. Anywhere. No. It's not a thing. Like, you can, I mean, you see some knowledge, you can live, you can live a life, absolutely, in most places. Mm-hmm. Most places, like, may not be great, but you can live a life that's not, you're not, you know, certainly not poor. But, like, in these expensive cities, like, ah, we're not $60,000 for a household? That's paycheck to paycheck still. Yeah. Like. That could be tough. Like, when your rent is 2000 if your rent's $2,000 a month, and you're making $60,000, like, you're living paycheck to paycheck. How do you have money for anything else? Yeah. And what is your work-life balance at that point? Who knows? I mean, I, I just, I, I quibble over these terms, and I just, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, I, just speaking for those cities. Like, in most places, sure, absolutely, fine. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is a great time to step away from capitalism, maybe think about universal income, maybe rechange how everything works. Yeah, fix everything. Yeah. Just fix it. Mm-hmm. We have the tools and the talent. What's stopping us? Yeah. I, uh, Alex, I just want to talk about my neighbor. Oh. My neighbor, Jair. Oh, how, how are they doing? Well, it's out of the hospital, so since okay. the last recording, out of the hospital, so I mean, I'm sure he'll be going back soon. Like, you know, he loves that. He loves the hospital. Like, is Jair Bolsonaro gonna like end up like in like crippling U.S. medical debt? Like, is that is that gonna be his ending? Like, we all assumed he would die of COVID or emu attack or like a wildly obstructed bowel, but instead he's just gonna die of U.S. medical debt. I that'd mean, be pretty, that'd be pretty cool. Doesn't he just have to leave the country? Well, um, I was just looking at this article on Bloomberg, which wouldn't normally do, but it popped up. Yeah. Um, Bolsonaro <laughs> cheered by Florida supporters who say, don't go home. Gah. What? Fucking boot-licking piece of shit. Ex-Brazil's president's uh, U.S. stay becoming a headache for Biden. Bolsonaro probed over Brasilia riots carried out by supporters. A few Brazilians following Jair Bolsonaro in Florida, where he's been on vacation since before his term ended last year, have one message to the former Brazilian president. Don't go home. A group of about a dozen supporters gathered outside the home where he's been staying in Orlando, which, by the way, now I'm seeing a, a, a photo of this location, so that's that's good for me to know. <laughs> Just saying. According to a video published by Brazilian website uh, Metropoles on Monday, it was a throwback to his years in office when Bolsonaro often had informal chats with supporters when coming in and out from his official residence in Brasilia, like when he would hop on his moped and, and uh, have a real spark with a 14-year-old. In the video, a smiling Bolsonaro cites a list of his government achievements to the group. Like, um, like, uh, like getting uh, all the indigenous people out of office and, like, installing a bunch of military, like, yahoos. 
um, who cheer him on with comments like, You're the best! Lame. <laughs> You're the best! <laughs> Thank you. I hurt inside. Um... Well, the former president said last week he was planning on cutting his vacation short after a brief stint at a local hospital. He didn't acknowledge when one of his fans he didn't acknowledge when one of his fans told him not to go, not to return to Brazil, where he is now being investigated for allegedly inciting rioters who stormed the nation's capital on January 8th. Oh God, he's such a loser. Bolsonaro's presence in the U.S. is becoming a growing headache for President Joe Biden. In as in oh fucking shitty in in as letter last week, 46 congressional Democrats urged him to expel the conservative leader from the country, writing that the U.S. must not provide shelter for Bolsonaro after s- supporters in incensed by his allegations of voter fraud ransacked government buildings in Brasilia. Bolsonaro's former Justice Minister, Anderson Torres, who was also vacationing in Florida, weird, was arrested upon landing in Brasilia on Saturday as part of an investigation into his alleged role in the January 8th attacks. In the video, which runs nearly two minutes, Bolsonaro says he fells so many typos in his fucking articles. Bolsonaro says he fells sorry for what happened on January 8th, an unbelievable thing. Wearing a puffer jacket, he also said he had a few missteps while in government, without going into details. May I point out, this motherfucker is wearing like a puffy jacket in Orlando, Florida. (laughs) I, like, why? I own a hoodie that I get to wear twice a year. What are you doing wearing a fucking puffy jacket? Also, stop dressing like the most divorced middle-aged dude ever. Like, why do you look like this all the time? Weird. <laughs> Are you just like using that to hide your supply of like of like uh, um, emu repellent? I mean, it could be because maybe he is hiding something. Like, <sighs> there have been like four cold days, and I was sick for most of them, and so was he, because he's always sick. Uh. Maybe when you're sick, he just has the chills, so he's... I mean, at this point, I'd be concerned to be that close to him. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You don't want to catch whatever things he has. Goodness. So weird. Well, you know... Who are these losers that are outside, like... I mean, obviously, you know, plants. But, like, who? (laughs) Who? Outside his rental house at the Encore Resort in Kissimmee. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I could find that. I could find the spot. I could find the spot. Just saying. Just saying. I could find the spot. <laughs> Just saying. It wouldn't be hard. No. If I see a, if I see a man in a puffer jacket, like, I'm going to jail. Get ready, guys. So. <laughs> Just going to take a full out. <laughs> Ugh. Oh boy. Fucking loser. I would never go to jail for Bolsonaro. <laughs> like, it's not worth it. Like, yeah, I was just like, come, come, on, you, come no. on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Never. Never. Like, Hakeem Jeffries? Maybe. Maybe. Ron DeSantis? Maybe. Maybe. Bolsonaro? I, Bolsonaro, like, he'll be dead soon, right? Like, he can't keep living, right? I mean,. COVID itself does to you something to you, we're finding, as you get it repeatedly. Are you able to weather it? Well, it depends on how long you had it last. But it does take a toll on your body. Now, it's not the only virus that does that. Um, others do as well. But COVID is one of the ones 
that people have been getting over and over again more recent, so I just brought it to its attention. What about venomous emu poison? Well, um, I'm saying that if he's got what COVID, that, if, that, if that mixes with the COVID in your system, what does I that mean, do? Anything in the dominoes that fall for your health in some of these instances could be the tipping point. If he gets Oof. COVID again, maybe the emu poison, poison that's still in him that's just been floating around, waiting to get out, will reactivate. Who knows? Who Weird. knows? Weird. It's very bizarre. Weirdo. Is he ever going to leave Florida, do you think? He has to. Like, Where's he going to go? Is he going to do a U.S. tour? See the sights? I mean, like every every shitty person can't just come to Florida, right? Like, that can't I mean, just I keep happening. Like, Did he move there for all? his health? Like, they're like, look, you got to get out of this country. Also, think about Florida. It's good for someone your age just like with their health problems. Just like 15 years from now, it's like all the worst people somehow. Like, like Matt Gates is back here. Like, Trump is still alive somehow. Trump Jr.'s here. Bolsonaro's here. Like, all the worst people. Obrador has, like, somehow come over here. Like, all of them. Every worst person is just all of a sudden, like, here. Dave Rubin's already here. Like what are we, like what the fuck? How how far in the future did you say this could be? 15 15 years? 15 years? I mean Trump's old. He'd be like a Yeah. I don't know if he'd be able to walk them all with these other folks at that point. I like I'm just saying like shitty people, shitty rich people, they can live forever. True. I mean, they got the money to help them. Ugh, dreadful. Dreadful. I don't like it. I don't like it either. But I mean, in 15 to 20 years, Florida will start to sink into the ocean. So there won't be that much. Well, that means they'll be crowded into more yeah. spaces. Yeah. The odds of you seeing Bolsonaro will be your neighbor proper, yeah. maybe. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, Central Florida will be all that's left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Goodness. Well, stay stay vigilant. Stay safe out there, friends. Very scary. Very scary. That is scary. Um, I, I've got a book that I read recently that I kind of want to talk about. All right. Um, there was a, an author named Octavia Butler. Uh, she was born in the 40s. She died in 2006. Mm-hmm. A well-known science fiction author. I had not read bag. any of her... Say that again? I'm so, you said that Mix, was a mixed fact? Bag. Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Definitely. Um, I had never read any of her, her things. Some oh, of them you, seemed, didn't, you didn't have to read Kindred? Did not have to le- read Kindred. Is that the one where they travel back in time? Back yeah. and forth? Okay, that was probably one of her most well-selling books. Yeah, that 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 one. I think they gave out at NKU. I guess it was my second year. Maybe that's maybe okay. So it was like the year before you came up, and like they did a whole thing where for a couple of years, I think it was maybe only my first two years, where it would be like they would pick a book and they would give it out to everybody, and then like hmm. multiple classes would like use it in some way. Huh. Yeah, I think it was like the idea was like it, it was it was a. I think the idea was originally like it was going to be like, oh, this will be great for like, you know, first year students. They can have one book that they can reference in multiple classes and it can be a thing that's like, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do. It wasn't successful. It wasn't. It was. Yeah, because their books were always. Yeah. And you, you didn't like Kindred. Hated Kindred. Hated it. Awful. I mean, the premise is what it is. It's it fine. It was written in, like in the fine. 70s or 80s. Yeah. So it, it just... predates a lot of things that were similar after that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it that far from Quantum Leap? Someone from the future going back in time, experiencing a moment in history, and then going back and forth? Though Quantum Leap is different. I The concept of time travel is there. Anyway, um, I did not read Kindred. And I actually got introduced to her, because um, I'd heard of her but didn't know much about her, off of a podcast that talked about the book that I ended up reading, which was called, um, I think it's called Dawn. Yeah, it's called Dawn. And... 
It had elements of uh, horror in a way that I didn't quite expect. And I thought it was really well done, the overall like premise of the book and how they would juxtapose things. And, and I guess what, what good science fiction does is kind of makes you think. Um, and this was written, I want to say, like the late 80s, maybe the mid 80s. And it talks a lot about like genetic engineering and stuff in a way that's like seems ahead of its time in many respects, which I, I really appreciated. But I, maybe it would read different to other people. I was frustrated with the humans in the book because it seemed like they were being just overly stupid in a way that I'm like, well, OK, granted, checking the news headlines every day. It, I, like, OK, I get it. There's not maybe it's not too off off what people would do. But I kept thinking, I don't know. If I was in the situation, I would be gung-ho. But the premise, which essentially the book is, it's the future, Brad. Um, World War III has happened. Like, nuclear fallout. I, people, humanity basically destroyed the planet and humans were trying to survive, scavenging in this apocalyptic world. They weren't doing too hot. Um, aliens happened across Earth, saw this, and were like, oh man, well, that's unfortunate. Let's help. So they take all the humans off the Earth. They um, they put them in suspended animation, study them, see what was going on. It's not uncommon that this happens. They uh, like terraform the Earth to get it back to where it kind of was. They also like save all the animals and help them to like repopulate the Earth. And they do what they can to bring the radiation down. And the idea is that they're gonna wake the humans back up and befriend them, and then together they will repopulate the Earth. Then the aliens will go their way, and the humans and aliens will stay on Earth and eventually make their own starship and then go off and explore the solar system or the, the galaxy, which sounds like, okay, cool. And you're probably like, well, that sounds like a lot of different things, maybe even overly optimistic, because how would that even work? Most things are aliens, doom and gloom, but it still has that, but in a way that seems... To me, it didn't seem bad. And maybe I'm too much in that aspect of I welcome our alien overlords. Um, but there's a catch to all this. They're like, look, we're going to help you with your Earth. You fucked it up, silly humans. But we're going to need, uh, we're going to do a trade. And what they trade is genetic information. It gets, I'm going to be honest, it gets really weird. Um, but essentially, they're like, yeah, humans have all these things in their genetic code. I mean, it's totally different than ours. But basically, what they do is they go from planet to planet. And any species they trade with, it's not just we'll take your genes and you can take our information and do what you will with it. They essentially merge the two species into one and then there are no more humans and no more of these aliens. It's whatever new thing arrives from them. And then they go forward, which sounds scary, but the humans aren't necessarily worried about that. They're constantly like, these aliens are lying to us. They're probably not even alien. Like they don't trust the thing that they're in, which is interesting and it makes sense, especially given modern things. Like I could see that, but it's played as both an optimistic thing and then also at the same time, like body horror, horrific things. Like it's not too dissimilar from like, um, some of the stuff that was kind of happening in um, the prequel to Aliens. I can't remember what it was. Prometheus. Like the alien, like the concept of an alien doing things to your body and changing you. And it's, it's mentioned over and over again in the book. And a few times I was like, okay, yeah, I could see how that's horrific. But other times I was like, nah, we had a good run. <laughs> Clearly we can't handle this, uh, this planet. And what, <laughs> maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Maybe there doesn't need to be humans <laughs> anymore in the way that they were. And I wonder if that's just a me thing or if other people had that same reaction when reading it. It's just troubled me. My own reactions were not that big of a... 
because it seems, again, like I'm supposed to be revolted by, worried by, concerned with, and I'm just like, yep, okay, let's do it. How do I help? What do you need from me? How can we, how can we do this? I mean, why not just fix the planet and just, like, get rid of the humans? Because, like, that's the I mean, problem. That's another question. It's like, they, I, they, they talk about it. It's like, well, why do you need anything from us? Why don't you just go? Or why don't you take our genetic code and leave? And they're like, well, we don't do it that way. Why do we still have to do it the other way? No, 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 it's the way we've always done it. I mean, but like, so like the humans, like the ones that are like, they're taking them, they're putting them in the suspended animation. Like, so what happens to like the humans that are currently humans that exist? They wake them up. They see if they're going to be too violent or just are not going to accept this new world. If they are, they put them back to sleep forever um, or as long as they last in the suspended animation. And those that can go with these aliens to Earth eventually, um, they're in like the ship training humans. Um, and they go to Earth and just make a new world together. So, I mean, you're just, you're still living out your life. You're just like... Yeah, your children will be like yeah. alien-human hybrids. Yeah, like... I mean, maybe yeah. for the better. Yeah, I don't Who see knows? what the problem is. Like, I, I, I mean, Look, weird, weird deal on the aliens part, but like, I I mean, we fucked the planet. It's at the beginning. The planet was dead to begin with. Yeah. We fucked it over. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you're coming to save us. Like, yeah, sure. or, or do something. Yeah. Better than we could have done. Yeah. I just don't know if that was the read they were expecting because there's so much opposition to these aliens in the story. It just made me feel uncomfortable to not be like, to, to be so gung-ho with what it is. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's I don't see weird, what the... But, meh. I don't see what the problem is. I'm glad that you also have this sentiment, Brad. Yeah. And maybe in the 80s, people would have been more alerted. But I just read it and was like, all right, cool. Yeah. This sounds like a utopia. Like, why not? Sure. I mean, you're, they don't you're give only going to live... Your life is so short anyway. Like, what does it matter? Like, oh, no, there's not going to be any more humans. Oh, well, like, we sucked. So what does it matter? The only thing that's a little weird is that when in saving creatures on Earth, they did save mosquitoes. And at one point, the humans were like, guys, you could have just left the mosquitoes out. Um, you could have just let them go. And the aliens were like, couldn't do it. Had to bring the mosquitoes back. Why? Do they bother you? And of course, these are aliens on planets, so like nothing like even sees them there. Like mosquitoes don't even notice them. Like other animals look at them like, what the fuck is that thing? They look kind of like a, a weird, almost like a like a sea hydra or like a jellyfish in a tree, but on land. And nothing, nothing bothers these things. Mosquitoes don't bother people, though. I, I would want the aliens to get rid of mosquitoes. There's no there's no need for them, really. We should get rid of mosquitoes, but that's besides the point. No. Sweet. Weird. 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 It's a bizarre huh. tale. It's a bizarre story, but it got me. I don't know. It got under my skin for some reason. I don't know. Oh, do you like but a copy I, of Kindred? I think I still have it on a bookshelf somewhere. Um, I don't know. Ugh, it seems God, like a I lot of our other book. work isn't as sci-fi-ish. It's more. It's a little different, but I don't know. I don't know. Alex, I'd like to play a little game. It's a very important game. It's called Giving Advice the Game. Awesome. And what I want to do is I want to check in on some friends at our favorite website, mormonhub.nope, lds.nope, thirdhour.org. I, I saw something was just posted here, and now it's gone. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, guys. I'm just a carborundum. Carborundum. Other back. Oh, boy. A young man named Marcel is a BYU-I student from Jamaica. During his high school years, he was an exchange student with a family in our area. Due to visa-slash-immigration stuff, he really couldn't go back to Jamaica for a couple of weeks. So he came here to Texas to spend the time with his host family. 
He apparently had a heart condition that no one knew about, including himself or his family. He's now in the hospital on life support. His doctors say his heart is at 2% capacity. What? 2%? 2%? Can you have For your a heart, heart that's at 2%? That doesn't sit- I, oh. Can you survive on 2% heart? I don't know, man. Like, I don't trust, like, my phone at 2%. My heart, I, I need it more than 2%. <laughs> he is so bad that he cannot be transported without dying in transit. Gah. Well, yeah, because he's, he's at got 2%. 2% heart. 2% heart. And they can only keep him on life support for so long. His mother is trying to come here to be with him at his last moment. But flight cancellations due to weather have made it difficult for her to arrange a flight from Jamaica. By the way, this was posted December 30th. Thanks a lot, Pete Buttigieg. Um, <clears throat> there really is no hope of recovery at this point. But I asked for prayers for his family. Fucking hell, you're, I, I thought you were going to ask, like, I, so you're asking for prayers. That's not what, what fucking hell. Like, ask her a question we can answer. Nothing. We can't. First of all, uh, here, kill Pete Buttigieg. Solution one. Like, that motherfucker. Like, how the I mean, fuck? I don't know if that's going to solve anything. It's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> well, then there could be a whole laundry list of things you could do. I mean, that motherfucker, like, he was on all the, he was doing all the talk shows, like, back in the summer. And he was like, oh, well, Noah, you know, I know we're having flight delays right now, but, uh, um, actually, uh, you know, we're getting all that under control. It's all going to be taken care of by Christmas. Hey, Pete, you didn't do anything. You literally didn't do anything. I hadn't heard him do anything other than, like, I might run for president if you guys will let me. And then that completely evaporated. That was it. How how shitty do you have to be to fuck up being transportation secretary? Not that transportation is not important, but, like, it's a hard job to suck at. Name another transportation secretary. I can't. Name one that's done a good or bad job. Can you, like, off the top of your head? I I can't name any off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. So by default, it's Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. I mean, in his defense, Kamala Harris hasn't really done anything either, other than, I guess, preside over the Senate. Yeah, but her job is just to be there in case Joe Biden dies. Essentially, yeah. Like, she doesn't have anything to do, and they try to keep her from doing things when she does. But I've not heard anything about her, really, at all. Yeah, because she doesn't... Again, it's the vice president. It's not a real job. Like, you you wave and you shake hands and you wait to make sure the president doesn't die. So, also, she's a very bad speaker and just disliked in general and just a real, real, real shitty choice. But, uh, Pete Buttigieg has a job and he's just actively not done it. And caused like horrific issues with the fucking planes. <sighs> Update: There is a glimmer of hope. The host family says that the prayers are working, but there are major hurdles. First hurdle: um, We're talking about prayers, as opposed prayers to are working guys, uh, as opposed to fixing a two percent heart. One: He is eligible for a transplant, but the hospital where he is doesn't have the right equipment to do transplant. Uh, why, like? I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how many, I don't know what, how, how often transplants are done, but I feel like a hospital, like, I mean, you know, if you're a very small rural hospital, maybe you can't do transplants, but I feel like hospitals should be able to do transplants, right? I think there's specialty hospitals in most of the major cities. I don't think it's a, a common procedure. Uh, yeah, not a common, but like, B, BYU, like that's a major, like, it's in Utah anyway. Like, you're in a major area. I, oh, but they're in Texas, right? He's visiting in Texas. 
That's right. That's right. Because it's the holidays and he can't go back to Jamaica and his family can't come here because of our immigration laws and our shitty airplanes. Um, so he's in Texas. But you'd think so that they would be able to be like, hey, surgeon, can you please come to our hospital to help with this? Yeah. But I don't know. The medical staff is <sighs> like a lot of people are leaving the maybe not surgeons, but they're having a hard time keeping things staffed. Two, as a foreign student, his insurance was via ACA, and it didn't originally allow him to be treated outside of his designated state, Idaho. God, fuck this shit. Three, they spoke with the ACA office and tried to explain why he can't go to Idaho. They finally agreed to cover the transplant, but they wouldn't cover the cost of transport to the hospital across town, which has the right equipment. The big problem is that he can't be taken in an ambulance. He'd have to be airlifted, and that is simply not covered under the ACA. God, this country is a shithole. If he was in England, if he was in Europe, most places they'd be like, all right, yeah, let's get him, let's get him a heart transplant. Let's get him on the list. Sorry, let's you can only get him. the transplant if you're in Idaho. Like, I'm not in Idaho, and I can't be in Idaho because I'll die. Then Is this you're a super hand tart situation? You're going to have to, like, drive across town. I can't be moved. Well. Don't know what to tell you. Thoughts and prayers. Tough. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Gross. That's where we are. We can keep praying that the officials at the AC office will change their mind. Here's to hoping and praying. Update again. I want you again. to have everyone here call that office and just like mass, uh, like, hey guys, you got to do something about this. Come on. I, I, that's not a thing that can happen, my friend. Um, update. So apparently I was misformed on a few details. I'm getting everything third hand. But progress has been made. Here's the latest. One, the hospital where he's currently at had given up on him because he was basically as good as dead already, as far as they knew. Strange when he was still conscious and able to communicate. Well, no. I, I mean... Not necessarily, but, like, also... Fuck everything. Uh, two, the nurses the nurses rallied around this kid and contacted everyone they knew. One contact was a doctor in SLC who had formerly been a senior cardiac surgeon in the same hospital in Houston. Wait, so they're in Houston and they don't have a fucking surgeon? No, they definitely have surgeons. Maybe he just There's doesn't since he's... definitely surgeons in... Three, they said they had the facilities and manpower to do a heart transplant. The good part about his having been at this Houston hospital previously is that he's familiar with the equipment they have so you can specify the rigging that he will be transported with and the transition to the SLC equipment will be smoother. Four, I'm not certain where they are with the airlift but I don't think a helicopter can fly from Houston to SLC and a plane would probably kill him. So that means several steps along the way that may kill him and I haven't heard yet about the ACA payment for the airlift. I fucking hell. Yikes. Carborundum. Um, his advice. His his question is: Everything's terrible. What do I do? Uh, answer: I destroy the United States of America because <laughs> that's the problem here. Fuck. I mean, our healthcare system obviously needs to be overhauled. Or again, most of these would not be issues. Everything needs to like everything. Everything. There's not a part of this that makes sense in like a reasonable fucking in the richest country in the history of Earth. Hey, aliens, like, come take care of this shit. Like, turn me into a Gleeple Glorple. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> turn my children into Gleeple Glorples. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Make me a father to a Gleeple Glorple. Whatever. <laughs> I think they're called the Owen Kali in her book, mm. which is not too far from Gleeple Glorple. Gleeple Glorple. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Weird. 
I can't I can't stomach the concept of thoughts and prayers anymore. I can't suffer it. It's so wishful like, thinking uh, in your head. It doesn't do anything without yeah, it's actual not good. life. Well it doesn't do anything. No. Do something. Yeah, no. It's not good. Thinking it's of you good. for I, that's not helping. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? It's very helpful. Very helpful. Everybody just brings thoughts and prayers. Like, like I, prayers like, are helping. Like, like you're nope. sending like <laughs> it's like doing like a change.org petition to God. Mm-hmm. Hey God, we had three thousand people uh, uh, do a thought and a prayer. That means you have to address this issue <laughs> with Mister Two Percent. Hmm. Prayers are like wireless television, like the connections that you can't not make with your body. You're not going to power your TV through your prayers. Mm. You can't move deities that don't exist. You can't move people or actions with your thoughts yet. Yikes. Is there anything else on the Mormon hop going on? I don't like it. Like, I, it's, it's you don't like it. and depressing. 2023, the Mormon hub is sad and depressing. Alex, I have eight questions I want to ask you. Eight? Yeah. And then I'll be able to answer a very important question. Okay. I'll be able to answer what crystal you embody. Ooh. So, Alex... I need to know what sort of popular aesthetic. What's your style? All right, we got some options here. We got cottage core. We got dark academia. We got vintage. We've got grunge. We got Y2K. <laughs> and we got travel. Travel or tribal? Travel. Travel. Mm-hmm. Huh? Is that are those my options? Are there any more? Those are your options. Those are your options. I'm going to say vintage, maybe? I'm going I'm I'm to put an image here. I mean, all of them are technically vintage in a way. Oh, well. Cottagecore, dark academia, vintage, grunge, Y2K, travel. Travel? Well. Don't understand travel. Okay. <laughs> Y2K is out. I hate bucket hats. Mm-hmm. Gilligan was the only person that wore a bucket hat successfully. Grunge, True. not a huge fan. Vintage, I don't know if that's with the with the gr- like with the grid paper it makes me think early eighties, which I could be down for. Dark academia? Eh, cottage core is just not what I am. And I don't know what the fuck travel is, so I'm gonna go with vintage. Thank thanks for helping me with that one. Alright, Alex Alex is going vintage. Hold on. Well, what are you how are, what are you going for? Where are you? Oh I'm going I'm going dark academia. Dark academia. So Alex is vintage. I say dark academia. Um Alex, choose something related to nature. This actually makes more sense. It's not like a fucking insane thing that didn't make any sense. Um, the sun, the moon, stars, flowers, leaves are rainbow. Hmm. Let's do stars. All right. Give me one second here. Okay, Alex says stars. I say moon. Choose your favorite month of year. January, February, March, April, May, June. All of them. You can choose any of them. What's your favorite month? Favorite month? Favorite month. Don't fuck it up. I'm going to say... My first thought was May. But after I thought for a second, I think it's maybe July. We'll go May, though. That was my first instinct. All right. Alex says May. He's incorrect because the answer is December. December was the right answer. I mean, it's Um, a good time. Choose a self-care activity. Meditation, journaling, listening to music, listening to a podcast, exercising, sleeping. Ooh. Hmm. Tough. Give them to me one more time. Self-care activity, meditation, journaling, listening to music, listening to a podcast, exercising, or sleeping. Podcast. Alex's podcast. I am very torn. 
I think sleeping because I'm gonna because I'm thinking self care and I don't I don't know if like this necessarily self care is necessarily podcast but like sleeping is is very is very very self care I like that podcast can on can often be uh, very frustrating and angering so that's that's my explanation choose a destination that attracts you France Alaska New York City Australia California or Japan ooh. Japan. Alex says Japan. I knew you were gonna say Japan. I'm gonna I say almost Alaska. said Australia. I thought. I thought. I thought. I, I once I saw Japan, I was like, I think he's going to. I'm gonna go Alaska. I'd love to go to Alaska. Love to go all a lot of. Of course, places. it's many of those places. Super cold. But yeah, Alaska's obviously. Come on. What is? What time of day is your favorite? Early morning, late morning, afternoon, evening, early night, late night. Early night. Early night. Alex likes early night. I say. I guess what classifies as early night? Well, it's early night. Um, I think it would be sunset until 8.02 p.m. Okay, then I actually choose late night. Well, but if you've already late. clicked it's too late. early night, it's it. fine. So I will choose late night, because I'm correct. Um, choose a scent. Lavender, ocean, cotton, cinnamon, pumpkin, or wood burning. Interesting. So I actually went um, and got my uh, teeth cleaned at the dentist. And instead of mint toothpaste or like the polish cream, they said, would you like cinnamon instead? And cinnamon toothpaste is actually pretty great. And I did not know that it was. They also told me that they used to carry pina colada, but people ended up not liking it as much as they thought they would. It actually mm-hmm. unsettled them. So they stopped carrying yeah. it. Yeah, I can see Which that. makes sense. Yeah. Fresh. I, as, a, fr- as a kid, like, I feel like we mostly had cinnamon toothpaste for a long time. See, I don't, I always remember mint. Maybe my parents just bought me mint. I, I don't I don't know. I think maybe my grandparents just liked cinnamon toothpaste or something. I don't know maybe why, but like, I don't remember ever having cinnamon toothpaste. Well, now I say that maybe way back there was like a, uh, a cinnamon-ish toothpaste of some like cartoon I got once. I don't know, but that was a long time ago. Not recently. It tastes a lot better now. I never liked it. Never, never did not like it. But okay, so you're going with cinnamon, I assume. Yeah, cin- let's go cinnamon for now. Cinnamon. Alex says cinnamon. I mean, it's also a great garnish for food, or like an additive in food. Sure. So I gotta um, go with my. I gotta go with my cinnamon. Boy, I am. Uh, this is tough. I mean, choose a scent. It's such a. It's so. It's so open. I'm tempted by wood burning. I was also tempted by that. I'm also tempted by cotton. I just. That's so vague. If it said fresh linen, that would be one thing. But cotton, I don't know. I'm going to go wood burning. That was my initial thought. All right. Oh, fucking hell. So this last one, I'll have to send you an image because it's just fucking patterns, which is dumb. Don't give me like, I'm trying to record a podcast here. Thank you. It's no good. So we got some, uh, we got some, we got some polka dots. It's a gray with some black polka dots. Uh, we got some like wavy, like uh, rainbow colors, very bright. We got a very uh, a dull, um, sort of uh, like pastel-y scale sort of situation tiles. Um, we've got some like uh, um, sort of an aquamarine uh, um, wavy lines there, I guess. Uh, we've got like a real, 
I don't, how did you, Alex, did you get this image yet? I'm about to open it in chats. Okay. So there's like Sorry, a, sometimes it cuts it off. No, oh, wow. That's fine. There's like, the. I'm down at the bottom corner here. There's like a, I don't even know how to describe this. It's sort of like a tile pattern. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. It's sort of an ornate uh, repeating pattern. And then the last one is sort of like a, like a, like a fence grid, uh, just sort of a, a checkered, like a, like a woven fence, I would say, like a, like a, I don't know. That's that's my best description of those. Alex, which of these yeah. patterns do you choose? I mean, that's definitely a chain link fence in the bottom yeah. corner. Thank you. Chain link was what I was looking for. I'm going to go with the one that is the kind of like foresty wave thing. Something oh, about that okay. is yeah. inviting. Like it's got 3D in a way that I feel like I could just like part and like get yeah. go into. I like that one. But to be different. Um, Rainbow scales I, are scary. That's a creature. I'm, yeah, I don't. I don't like that. Um, I am gonna go with the uh, the uh, like the tiley uh, pattern one. Mm. Um, I don't really know how else to describe that. Like fine china. I don't know. It's a pattern. Um, Alex, great news. You are represented by the crystal jade. It represents protection, cleansing, and harmony. You're wise beyond your years, and you're also extremely loyal. So mm. you're jade. Congrats. You're jade. Nice. Jade. Yeah. Me? Oh, I'm clear quartz. It represents light, healing, and stability. You have a good head on your shoulders and big plans for the future. Wow. Wow. Clear quartz. So, jade and quartz over here. Jade and quartz. It's a new podcast. Jade and quartz. Attorneys at law. Jade and quartz. That would be a great attorney at law name. Brad, um, mm -hmm. I have with me here... A bit of fan fiction that ChatGPT just wrote for me. Wonderful. Has it been listening to the podcast? Who's to say? Who's to say? But if you wouldn't mind reading what I'm about to send you through chats, mm -hmm. I think it might get to the... the, the we'll, we'll see how well it has improved. Now, ChatGPT is, is improving by the day. And there's a lot that it's learning from us as humans as we experiment with ChatGPT. Is this the best way to... Yeah. We all know that it takes some questionable... It takes some questionable turns with Inspector Gadget fanfiction in particular, and when asked, it gets a little heated as to, well, I'm the author. How dare you? So this is not Inspector Gadget themed. It's just incest um, themed. Let me let me ask ask it to give me a title for this, because that's the only thing it doesn't have. Title for this story. So Brad, you're about to read Beyond the Stars, a story of healing oh. and hope. Oh, very excited. And there you are. Ah, wonderful, wonderful. <clears throat> oh boy, already, I'm very scared. <laughs> Jair Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil. Um, excuse me? This is better be taking place in the past. Um, Jair Bolsonaro, the president of Brazil, lay in a hospital bed in Florida, struggling to recover from COVID-19. He was bundled up in a puffy jacket, shivering despite the warmth of the hospital room. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> The virus had hit him hard, and he was in dire need of medical assistance. That's when an extraterrestrial nurse named Zoreda appeared at his bedside. Zoreda was a member of a highly advanced alien race that had come to Earth to help humanity during this difficult time. She possessed incredible healing powers and immediately set to work on Bolsonaro's condition. Worst alien ever. <laughs> As Bolsonaro lay there, drifting in and out of consciousness, he was, he was visited by an android named Megan. <laughs> oh, and his neighbor, Brad. Hmm. Brad was J Jair Bolsonaro's neighbor who happened to be vacationing in Florida. <laughs> 
He was worried when he heard that his neighbor was hospitalized and decided to pay him a visit. Megan was an advanced AI who had been programmed by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to assist with the healing and spiritual guidance. Oh boy. Both Brad and Megan offered Bolsonaro words of comfort and encouragement, helping him to find peace and hope in his difficult situation. I would love for Megan to give Bolsonaro some final comfort. <laughs> mm. With the help of Zoreda's advanced technology, Brad's moral support, and Megan's <laughs> spiritual guidance, Bolsonaro's condition began to improve. His breathing became easier, and his fever broke. In a matter of days, he was well enough to be discharged from the hospital, except for his wildly compacted bowels. As he left, he thanked Zoraida, Brad, and Megan for their help, and promised to use his newfound strength to lead his country through this crisis. Miss ChatGPT. <laughs> Bolsonaro returned to Brazil, and as he recuperated, he reflected on his experience and the kindness of the extraterrestrial nurse, his neighbor Brad, and the android Megan. He couldn't help but feel grateful to have met them, and if he could, and he couldn't help but wonder if there was more to this world than he had ever imagined. <sighs> That's a note horror that, show. Note that ChatGPT still lives. In the before times, like it, yeah. I think it, it's oh, cut off right. as 2001. That's true. Okay. Now, ChatGPT 3 is cut off as at some point, I want to say, at the end of last year. So it'll have a little bit more knowledge, a different story to tell. But that's what, just just a few things that came up on the podcast ChatGPT decided to write as I prompted it to write a fan fiction style story. Yikes. Um, including some of the things that we talked about on the podcast. Is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Well, I think there's only one way to know, Alex, and that's to compare it to another piece of fiction. Oh, okay. That's one way to do it. Um, I've got a piece of fiction here um, called USS Cole Remembrance. Oh. Even though the sky looks clear, the moods among the crowd are filled with sadness and grief instead of a happy thought. October 12th will always be a sad day for the United States Navy. Oh. Today on October 12th, 2021... There is a memorial service in Norfolk, Virginia for the USS Cole, and the attacks on the USS Cole was one of the worst things that happened 21 years ago, as it was indeed a deadliest attack against a United States naval vessel. Because of what happened, 17 innocent United States sailors were killed and 37 were injured. Families had lost beloved ones as hearts were shattered into millions of pieces. The sailors are never forgotten and will always be remembered. After the USS Cole got hit, she was taken into the shipyard down in Mississippi, where she was taken care of to repair the damage that was done. And then she was back in the water in 2002. Among the crowd, among the crows of people, the crows of people, the crows of people gathered at the <laughs> memorial service are Lieutenant Penny Keys and NCIS Special Agent William Keys. The both of them came to the USS Cole Memorial Service to remember those and also remembering their beloved ones who were killed in the USS Cole bombing. As they are sitting down, the both of them are holding pictures of two USS Cole victims. Penny is wearing her United States Navy summer white uniform, while William is wearing a nice formal jacket with slacks. Lieutenant Keyes has also been feeling upset and withdrawn all day while not wanting to talk, and Special Agent Keyes has been withdrawn too. Lieutenant, mm. Pe Lieutenant Penny Keyes' brother, Seaman Apprentice Cadman Keyes. Cadman! Cadman's back! 
An NCIS Special Agent William Key's mother, Lieutenant Commander Colette, Colette Thaw, were killed in the USS Cole bombing 21 years ago on October 12th, 2000. <sighs> R.I.P. Cadman. <sighs> William was 10 years old when his mom died, and Penny was 8 years old when her brother died. Wait, William was 10 years old when his mom died, and Penny... Isn't William Key supposed to be Inspector Gadget? I thought so. He was 10 years old when his mom died, and Penny was 8. So, Inspector Gadget is 2 years older than Penny? At least according to this. Is William Keyes not Inspector Gadget? Maybe William Keyes isn't Inspector Gadget. Weird. William was 10 years old when his mom died, and Penny was 8 years old when her brother died. And she turned and she turned 9 in the next day. On October 13th, when William and Penny received the news, they were saddened while their little hearts shattered into pieces, and losing someone to deadly attacks becomes a negative impact on a kid's life. William and Penny didn't understand back then to why people who have... Maybe this is the cousin. There's a a bunch of cousins in the mix? Surely, right? Maybe. I don't know. Um, they were saddened while their little hearts shattered into pieces and losing someone to deadly attacks becomes a negative impact on a kid's life. William and Penny didn't understand back then to why people who have a heart filled with evil and hatred would attack or kill innocent United States naval personnels. Once they were older, both started to understand who was responsible for the nasty, vicious attack. After losing her brother, Penny didn't want to talk about her brother, Cadman, and didn't want anyone else to know that she lost a sibling. William and Penny first met each other at the Taps Camp... At the Taps Camp Good Grief in November 2001. They became friends and sharing with each other their stories about losing someone who served in the military. After William graduated from college, he became an NCIS special agent. As an NCIS NCIS special agent, William will do anything to help serve and protect naval personnel and marines. At this point during the memorial service, everyone is silent while the naval base commander reads out loud the names of the sailors who were killed in the bombing while a naval personnel rings a bell after each name has been said. Tears are rolling down Lieutenant Key's eyes when she hears the base commander say her brother's name, and William offers her a tissue. After the memorial service has concluded, both Special Agent Keys and Lieutenant Keys are standing while looking and admiring at the USS Cole Memorial, as there are a couple of reefs, not wreaths, but reefs, R-E-E-F-S, <laughs> there are a couple of reefs lying next to the big granite stone. <laughs> like coral reefs? Like... Mm-hmm. End of story. I mean, it's not. End of story. Why? Why are they? What it's is just, this person's deal? Like, like, I just like. Are they okay? Weird, are they going to be okay? Sad moments. Ah. Uh, so which one is uh, William? Who the fuck is William? Um, I asked ChatGPT who the hell was William Keys. Couldn't find any public figures need more information. And I said, is there a William John Keys associated Keys with Inspector, is Inspector Gadget? Gadget? John Keys is Inspector Gadget. So this is like a cousin or somebody. So William Keys is a cousin. Maybe a uh, original character. Uh, definitely an original character. Related to Penny. Really I, I, has I respect for the, uh, the military. Very weird. Goodness. Well, I mean, yeah, compared, comparing those two stories, I think ChatGPT is okay. Though I, it could spend more time on... U.S. military strategy and also military uniform, like describing what they are, mm-hmm. and maybe include more Inspector Gadget. Agreed, Alex. I just discovered a new section on the Mormon Hub. I'm sorry, the LDS. Nope, sorry, the ThirdHour.org forums. It's a little section of the website called Mormon Jokes. No way. Mormon Jokes. 
So I think it would be fun if we just start closing out this podcast with some 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 good clean Mormon jokes. I'm sure, this will definitely definitely get a laugh. <clears throat> Alex, I want you to pick a number: one, twenty-three, or sixteen, or seven. One, twenty-three, sixteen, or seven. 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 This is from July seventh, twenty fifteen. Not a lot of posts on this forum. Uh, (laughs) Almost forgot this one from the weekend. There was a swing dance class that I visited and ran into another LDS who was apparently doing a bit of flirt to convert there. Uh When I was about halfway through the lesson and could almost, almost not trip over my feet for three steps in a row, she said to her date in a stage whisper, See? It's not the, it's not that Mormons can't dance. It's just that we shouldn't. Mormon jokes. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. What? How is that? What's? <laughs> Mormon jokes. What? Huh? huh? I know you're not supposed to explain it, but huh? I do not understand how that's supposed to be funny. No, it's they can't, not. The awkward dancers. It's not that Mormons can dance. It's that we shouldn't. Bruch. Are they not allowed to dance as a religion? Uh, <laughs> wow thank uh-huh. you thank you for bringing the levity there at the end of the the show uh, Brad. Well, I really appreciate this, it. this is this is a comedy podcast so you know it's important that we just bring these every once in a while i gotta bring those yuck yucks in and uh really just <laughs> the uh, latter day saints just uh, a shout out to knights sg sorry i forgot to i forgot to credit uh credit our, our humorist here that's an original from uh knights sg so how many people are laughed at that? Were there any like likes or ha-has? Can I just can I just tell you the first response? Neurotypical, our dear friend. <laughs> I've never heard the phrase flirt to convert before, so this post is like a twofer for me. Is it? Is it? Is it a twofer? Is it a twofer? I mean, I also made a mental note of the phrase flirt to convert. Just to see where I can put it in. Maybe I'll teach oh, ChatGTP how to use it. You're not the only person that made a note of it, because there's also a response here from Windseeker. Not to be harsh, but I find a flirt to convert saying disrespectful. It's not a practice condoned or encouraged, and doesn't really fit with LDS teachings regardless the gospel, the plan of salvation, or true conversion. Looking the term up on Google, it's mostly used to denigrate or pervert our missionary efforts. I'm sure it's meant to be cute, it might be said tongue-in-cheek, tongue in cheek, but it plays into the hands of those who stand against our teachings and trend of the worldly to paint everything good evil with the brush of cynicism. Wow. Mormon jokes! Flirt <laughs> 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 to convert. How dare you. God. Two furs. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Who? Who indeed. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Ramjack. I'm Alex. We were joined by Brad and jokes from the past Mormons. Um, In 2015, though, that joke really killed it. I mean, it made sense back then. They, they, more people probably laughed, but I don't know. Anyway, um... Lots of ways to get in touch with the podcast, ramjackpodcast.com, Facebook group. We have a YouTube channel. See what's up. Excuse me. Get at us. Please. Please do. Yeah. I'm a Jade. What's up? What were you, an opal? A clear white opal or? Um, 
I am a I'm clear quartz. Clear quartz. Yeah. I represent light, healing, and stability. What That's are you, limestone? Folks? Light, healing, and stability. I don't what think so. What was mine? I don't think so. You're Jade. <laughs> what was mine? Do you still have it up? Yeah, you're Jade. You represent protection, cleansing, and harmony. You're wise beyond your years, and you're also extremely loyal. Cleansing and harmony? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't... Uh, uh, <laughs> well i mean we'll carry that through the week and see you know where we land next week though i don't don't know if it's gonna be much further than nope but anyway uh thank you so much for listening to this show mm-hmm. really appreciate you and brad always a pleasure friend to be here indeed, with you indeed and guys i know a lot of you out there I, you're you you want to live in a in a fantastical world full of gleeble globals and uh, you know I don't know healing with quartz and jade crystals and all kinds of like uh, magical things but I it just I let's all just relax for a goddamn second and just plug in your, your fucking, fucking TV. a battery operated suction tv it's weird it's very bizarre i don't like it i don't like it at all like why wireless vacuum suction tv i just i got i got no need for that i got no fucking need for that are we gonna start mounting other things on the wall with batteries and suction Mm. picture frames now have a suction (laughs) battery i i hope not like is it just like I mean, no. So it's like that would like the 3M command strips, like they're going to be all suction now. All suction now, powered by a small battery. <laughs> mm, don't like it. Why have the, I mean, command strips are hard to get off. You got to peel them just right. Sometimes they snap and you can't get it all out without like heat yeah. or like prying it. But a suction battery, one, the battery will eventually run out. It'll just fall off the wall if you don't keep changing it. God, that sounds terrible. It's like a three a three M strip that has to, that loses its charge. And yeah. You have to fucking plug it in, so or otherwise it's gonna fall off the wall. A three M strip, yeah, that requires continual maintenance. <laughs> oh my! Like we just keep inventing the worst things. You know, it's not the worst thing. Is a I'm drinking. I'm, I forgot to mention this. I'm drinking a, a Starry. Ooh, I had one of those actually Starry. last week. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. It's oh. Sierra Mist. Like they just yeah. put a new label on it. It's the exact same thing. I feel like the carbonation level was a little different than something. It might have been just the one I had. But yeah, the taste was straight on Sierra Mist. I think I like Sierra Mist better. I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell the difference, but it's not my go-to beverage anyway. I just, you know, picked it up on a whim. Yeah, so. why not? Oh, 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 oh. On the subject of uh, trying delicious treats. Mm-hmm. Sorry, before we close out, I just want to say, um, Alex, you gifted me an amazing uh, um, cast iron uh, griddle, oven top griddle for the solstice. And I finally got to break it out and try it over the weekends since I wasn't dying and able to eat food. Um, fucking awesome. Very nice. cool. I made some pancakes and some bacon and eggs and it was it was fucking awesome. The picture you sent, I was like, yeah, I wish I'd a, I had a griddle like that to, to make it's, this awesome breakfast spread. It's really it's so big too. Like the, it's fucking gigantic. Like Wow. I was not expecting it to be so large, but yeah, it's fucking great. It's very fun. I got yeah, it all yeah. seasoned. It's great. Oh, nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you had a tasty breakfast. Absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm maybe making some uh, burgers or some steaks on it in the near future. 
I mean, it's gonna be living on top of my oven because it's just it's heavy. I don't know where else to put it, so it's just gonna that's just where it lives now. That's where it lives, which is fine with me. You only need two burners anyway, right? For the most part, exactly. Yeah. Why not add a griddle there? Yeah. Though I do think it would be fun to like put in the oven and use basically like a like a um, like a pizza steel. Ooh. So I'm, I'm I'm so I think at some point I'll do that. Give that a shot. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good idea. So, but yeah, very, very fun. So thank you much. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Happy holidays. <laughs> Happy holidays. Hey. 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 Mormon jokes.